Last week we recall that we heard the parable of the Good Samaritan, a story rich in teaching us the love of our neighbor and the importance of that. So it's really perfect that in today's gospel we hear the story of Mary and Martha, which directly succeeds it, for this passage is one that profoundly speaks, I think, to the love of God. It's the love of neighbor, now the love of God, the Lord. I think that's providential that also Jesus, the Word, chooses to highlight two of his closest female disciples this weekend. For you'll recall also last weekend that the gospel really highlighted men. It was the man that had fallen ill on the road to Jericho. He was traveling from Jerusalem, which was the holy city, to Jericho, if you'll recall, which was known at that time really as Sin City. And so it's really not promising at the get-go on his journey. But on his way, he falls victim on the road and helpless, perhaps the Lord even sparing him for what he would have committed going to that city of Jericho. Then the first man, a priest, passed by him, another, a Levite. But then the third man, the Samaritan, the least likely of all figures, deigns to help him. Our early church fathers, they tell us that this is symbolic of Jesus Christ himself, for immediately after we know that he poured oil and wine over his wounds, he cared for him, he carried him. And this oil and wine, it's deeply symbolic of the sacraments. Jesus foreshadowing the Eucharist, anointing of the sick, the sacrament of confession, those healing things that fix our wounds. And then in today's gospel, we know some, notice something different right away. Jesus, upon entering the village, is immediately welcomed into the home of Martha and Mary. Our current papal moral theologian, Father Geertek, he takes notice of this such difference between men and women. He finds all of the gospels. See, over and over again, Jesus has to beckon and call, almost like coerce sometimes, the men to follow him. Oftentimes they're stubborn. You know, Peter, you can recall him falling three times denying Jesus or encouraging men to follow. And sometimes they don't. Remember the rich young man, the Lord honored him and said, yes, you have it all going. Now just give up everything and follow me. But he couldn't. Whereas the woman, oftentimes in the gospel, for some reason they don't have this issue of being stubborn, of following Jesus immediately. Rather, they follow him always without delay. One can think of the woman at the well. After she learned who Jesus actually is, the Messiah, the chosen one, she immediately goes into the city without him even commanding her to go, and she's spreading the good news. Good news among these people who thought her to be an impure and unchaste woman. What do they do? The people come, they believe because of her, and she becomes the first missionary disciple of the church. One could think also of the mother Mary, giving without reserve her fiat, her yes, to the Lord Jesus. And then today, Martha and Mary, they immediately welcome Jesus into their home. Mary assumes quickly and instinctively the posture of a disciple, sitting and staring at Jesus, listening to his every word. St. Augustine, in fact, he views Martha and Mary as the two models of the life to come. He says, and these two women are the two lives figured, the life present, Martha doing all the work, and the life to come, eternity, that's Mary. The life of labor, the life of quiet. The life of sorrow, the life of blessedness. The life temporal and the life eternal. These are the two lives. And so what St. Augustine is doing here is taking this true story in an allegorical kind of way, which means he's just applying it to our lives, what it means to us today. Because for Augustine and the other church fathers, they viewed this home, this physical home of Mary and Martha, as symbolic of our own souls. 
So imagine for a moment, your soul, your heart is this home, or a castle as St. Teresa liked to call it. And you as this home, this soul, are the steward of it. You have authority, you have the free will to invite guests in or to deny them. You choose what comes in, you choose what TV shows you watch, what music you listen to, what you do or not do in your free time. And all these things, whether great or small, trivial or not, have some influence on what our home becomes. So now imagine you're in this home, right? Your soul. And Jesus has come to your village unexpectedly. That's the key point. And he knocks on your door. Are you ready for him? Well, let's say you are, of course, like Mary and Martha. But when's the last time your home was cleaned, you could ask? Do you have any food or drink to provide him with? Is your house at peace? Are there any leaks, any cracks in the foundation? Or better question, are you even listening? Is the TV turned up too loud or something? Because as St. Augustine says, Martha is the image of the present and Mary of eternity, then we must find ourselves, our souls, somewhere in between these two tensions, more like one of these figures than the other. He says, what Martha was doing, that we are now. What Mary was doing is, is what we hope for. That's our aim, to be in eternal union with Christ, sitting at his feet in heaven, listening and adoring him. So right now, whether we want to admit it or not, I think we're all in some ways Martha, right? We're consumed, we're anxious about this world, we're certainly busy, we're stressed out, ultimately concerned about things of this earth. Those things are necessary and important. That's not the point, because we're human, right? We need to worry about those things. But the good thing is that Jesus knows this and that he always loves us and beckons us, as he does his disciples, to always choose the better part, to choose him. And so what a gift it is then for us every Sunday and every day of the week, if we're able, to give a small hour, a small fraction of our week and give it to him, to be with him, to come to Mass, you and I sitting here just as Mary herself did at the feet of Jesus, listening to his holy words and the scriptures open to us. And you and I, in a few moments, will be kneeling here, adoring Jesus on the altar, his body and blood, just as Mary did. But here's an interesting point where we perhaps depart from Mary and Martha, something that we're afforded that they had not anticipated yet. So they welcomed the actual person of Christ into their physical home, a beautiful thing. But we, in a few moments, will also do the same thing. Except this home is not a physical house with bricks and timber, No, this home is our body. It's our soul. That's unbelievable. So then it makes us ask again, well, what's the state of our home that we're welcoming into? We know we have the grace available, the tools of our faith given to us, the scriptures, the sacraments, the teachings of the church. So brothers and sisters, let's always choose the better part and give Jesus a restful place to stay. Amen.